So good morning. As Tom said, the reading today is that wonderful psalm, Psalm 23. I'm going to read a slightly different version from the one that you find in the Pew Bible, so it's probably best to follow from the screen. You, Lord, are my shepherd. I will never be in need. You let me rest in fields of green grass. You lead me to streams of peaceful water, and you refresh my life. You are true to your name, and you lead me along the right paths. I may walk through valleys as dark as death, but I won't be afraid. You are with me, and your shepherd's rod makes me feel safe. You treat me to a feast while mine enemies watch. You honour me as your guest, and you fill my cup until it overflows. Your kindness and love will always be with me each day of my life. And I will live forever in your house, Lord. Thanks be to God. This is the word of God. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you would speak to us now through your word. We pray, Lord, that we would not only learn more of you, but that we would trust you more. Each one of us here now. We pray, Lord, that you would really speak to us. That your spirit would make your words real and helpful to us. Give us all that we need this morning, we pray. Amen. We were going to do another psalm this morning, but when we realized there was going to be a baptism here, two baptisms, um, it seemed that Psalm 23 was a good one for Harry and for Ruby, but also for everybody else. So just a few thoughts to pull out from Psalm 23. It was written by King David, the greatest king of Israel, about a thousand years before Jesus was born. So those of us who are good at maths were thinking about 3,000 years ago, this was first written by King David. Probably the best known psalm of all, as uh, Tom suggested earlier. And of course the psalms were great songs of praise. There was a lot of joy in the psalms. There was a lot of moaning as well because people were being very honest with God, which is not a bad thing. But they brought joy and reassurance, comfort where it was needed, and made sure that the people didn't forget God uh, as they were tending to do. Now, this psalm has been a favourite for, well, as I've more or less suggested, you know, at least 2,000 years, probably a lot longer. Certainly a favourite in the church. Vicars often use this psalm to reassure people, to bring comfort when they've got major problems, going through tough times of illness, or having lost a husband or a wife, something like that. In fact, it's been pointed out that the psalm that we've just heard read um, has probably been the source of words which are the last words that millions of people have ever heard. As people are dying... Often these are the comforting words that will be read over them. So they are important. Whether we're full of beans and young like Harry and Ruby or ancient like me, this psalm is for us and for every state of our life, every stage we're going through. So as Harry and Ruby begin their journey, the next stage of their journey through baptism, this psalm reminds us all of God's love for us throughout our journey in life however bad it might get however difficult our times may get 
God is there for us as our shepherd, the one who cares for us. Now, I just want to talk a little bit about shepherds and sheep. We're going to have some nice uh, slides in a minute. Not yet, Sarah. Just that she nearly, she's very keen. Um, In this country, we're going to get some photos later. Apart from television programs like Country File and uh, the Yorkshire Shepherdess, we don't often see shepherds. We might see farmers. We might even see sheep in the fields. Not so much down here, but where I come from in Northumberland, loads and loads of sheep all over the place with very green fields to enjoy. Now, some of us, therefore, if we don't see much of shepherds, may not realise just how bad sheep are at doing things for themselves. They're pretty useless in many ways. Sarah was a bit rude about sheep earlier, but she was right. They really do need a shepherd or a farmer to look after them, or they end up upside down or falling off a cliff or whatever. And we can laugh at sheep, but actually we can be just like them, and that it will come through as we, as we think about this psalm further. King David uh, was at first a shepherd himself. No wonder he could write this psalm and uh, talk about sheep with knowledge. Many of the most important chapters in the Old Testament Uh, Before David, um, many of the important characters there were shepherds. They were not very um, high up in the status uh, scene. They were the lowest of the low shepherds. They weren't hugely respected. They were often the youngest sons who just took the odd jobs that were going and ended up in the fields looking after the sheep. Just to give you some, a list of those very famous, important people in the Old Testament who began as shepherds, we have got Abraham, Abel, Jacob, Joseph, and Moses. And all of them had a real importance in the Old Testament. And David became the first shepherd king, the king who had started off as a shepherd. But he wasn't the last shepherd king, as we will uh, hear in a few minutes. We'll now have the the silly photos on behind me. Thank you, Sarah. These are true, genuine Northumberland sheep from May this year. They don't look any different. They're probably the way sheep have looked for thousands of years. Um, David knew that he was a bit like a sheep that needed looking after now, lambs are great fun. They, they often jump around and, you know, gamble in the field when they're very, very young. And they're really quite a laugh. They're really good. Just like lively children. They bring the smile to your face. But sadly, they then turn into these rather boring, dim uh, sheep as adults who just sort of graze all day and eat grass. Not very exciting. And uh, the Greek philosopher many, many years ago, uh, 4th century before Jesus was born, Aristotle, he said this about sheep, just like Sarah. He called them sluggish and foolish creatures. And that is the point of the analogy in this psalm. We, each one of us here, are just like dim and foolish sheep when it comes to trusting in God. We're often as bad as they are at looking after our own interests and coming to God in the way we should. 
I only want to concentrate on verse 1 now and then look at the New Testament and at Jesus. Verse 1 today, you, Lord, are my shepherd. I will never be in need. Every verse is great, but that's a superb start. I will never be in need, says David, who had all sorts of trouble in his life. He let God down regularly. He had his family who were awful. His sons were rebelling and all sorts of things went wrong. And yet he could say, you, Lord, are my shepherd. I will never be in need. And we have a God who wants to meet our deepest needs. That is great. There is a slight problem with this verse. It's the word my. You are my shepherd. That is only true of us if we have trusted in God and given our lives to him. He is a shepherd or like a shepherd. He's the shepherd. But the important thing that David says is you are my shepherd. It's the personal bit. He knew God as his caring, loving, heavenly father. And the promises in Psalm 23, wonderful though they are, they only apply to those who allow themselves to be as his sheep, that he can shepherd us through our lives. This is not a soppy, sentimental psalm of comfort for those who like joyful Christian songs or need lots of comfort because they've got problems its promises will actually do nothing for us unless we choose to live our lives in obedience to God if we prefer to do our own thing all right but this psalm will not apply to us the promises there we will not find to be true in our lives psalm 23 is as personal as it gets It reflects David's faith and trust in God. When he sinned, and he sinned very badly, he was a right wrong one at times, David, he admitted it and sought God's forgiveness. He was truthful before God, and he allowed God to forgive him, to put him back on his feet, and to make him the greatest king that Israel ever had. So the the challenge for us all today is, is God the Father really my shepherd or is he to us just like a shepherd? That's the challenge of this morning. Wonderful promises in the psalm, but they only apply to us when we allow ourselves to be sheep who are led and looked after by our Heavenly Father. How can we be sure that God is actually my shepherd, that we are truly his sheep, and that he'll be with us throughout our lives, on our journeys. The answer doesn't lie necessarily in Psalm 23. And I'm not going to have another reading up, I'm just going to quote from another chapter. You can look at it when you go home. John's Gospel, chapter 10. It's all about shepherds and sheep. And this is the answer that we have for all of us. We can only know God through Jesus, his son. Jesus said this to his disciples, helping them to understand what he was about. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me. Just as the father knows me, I know the father 
and I give up my life for the sheep, for my sheep. So here we have it from Jesus himself. Jesus is the good shepherd and he will be our good shepherd if we let him be. Who are the sheep he is referring to? Well, it's really those who give up their lives to him, who allow him to lead us through life. And isn't that lovely, that promise? He knows each one of us better than we know ourselves. He knows what we are like. That might be embarrassing for us. It might be worrying. But he knows what we're like. He knows what we need. And he knows all that's going on in our lives. We can pretend and hide things from each other, but we can't hide things from Jesus. So often we go it alone rather than go with him leading us through life. It's Jesus, of course, who is the ultimate shepherd king. He is the king of heaven. And he is our shepherd, if we let him be, who will look after us, watch out for us, and take us through life, through the valleys of death, through the bad times, through the great times. And he won't leave us. He's not like a friend who's a really good friend one day and then drops us the next. We've all had friends like that, haven't we? Jesus is totally reliable. Now, in Jesus' time in Israel, people would regularly see shepherds around. So when he said he was the good shepherd, they would instantly know what he was like. They would know that he was a loving, caring person who looked after his flock as nobody else could. And, and Jesus says that anyone can have a fresh start in life. You and me, all of us here, Harry and Ruby, we can all have second chances when we let God down and we can have a close relationship with the best shepherd of all, Jesus himself. How does he look after us then? If we trust in Jesus... How does he look after us? Well, he's just like a good shepherd would be. Firstly, he gives us all that we need, not just food and water, but love, forgiveness, joy, hope, peace through the Holy Spirit. Jesus gives each of his followers all that they need. Secondly, there's four of these. Secondly, he guides us on safe paths. As they stick close to him, a good shepherd, sheep are fine, they're kept safe. They so easily wander off and get themselves into all sorts of trouble, just like us. Jesus knows the safest paths, the best paths for each of our lives. We don't. We might think we do. We might want to do our own thing, but we don't really know what's best for us. We need to rely on our good shepherd. Thirdly, he's always with us. A good shepherd was always with his sheep. He'd even be there at night time, lying across their enclosure to protect them. They would also, during the day, wander around calling out for their sheep. The sheep would know their good shepherd was there and they'd be fine. They'd know they were okay. They wouldn't be afraid and they wouldn't wander off 
And you can see just how we are so like sheep. We do wander off. We do um, sometimes get very fearful. We need to be reminded of the truth in this psalm that Jesus never leaves us. Jesus has promised. He did this uh, in what's recorded at the end of Matthew 28. He's promised for those who follow him, surely I am with you always to the very end of time. Fourthly, how else does Jesus as our good shepherd look after us? He protects us from harm. I've mentioned about the shepherd lying across the sheepfold at night. Jesus does more than the equivalent of that. He went to the cross to die for us. He gave up his life willingly. He deliberately went to the cross. It wasn't just a tragedy, something unfortunate that happened. He chose to go to the cross to take our place and to remove our sins that we might have forgiveness. He said of his disciples again in John chapter 10, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Not one of us here will be snatched out of Jesus's hand by anyone or anything if we trust in him, if we let him be our good shepherd. So what do we need to do today and in the days ahead if we are to enjoy these lovely promises from Psalm 23? There are three things. Firstly, we need to listen to the shepherd. We need to listen to Jesus. To spend time in prayer, that might be just being quiet and thinking about God, listening to him. We need to be in the presence of Jesus and seek to know what he has in store for us. So firstly, we must listen. We're not always good at that. Secondly, we need to learn from the shepherd. We need to learn from Jesus. To read what the Bible teaches us about him. Look at chapter 10 in John's Gospel. And then things will become that much clearer. And we need to learn from each other, from other Christians, and learn more about Jesus from them and what he's been doing in their lives. And finally, we need to follow the shepherd. As we get better at listening to him and learning from him, we will be better able to stay close to him and to follow him day by day we can all whatever our age whether we're very young this morning or the oldest person here not quite me but probably just about my age we can follow him day by day and we can all walk into the future the days we all have left for us knowing that Jesus will never leave us he has never broken a promise and he never will He is totally reliable. And we're now going to pray to him. So let's pray. We're just going to respond to this psalm and the wonderful promises that we have there. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the good shepherd, my good shepherd, whom we can totally rely upon throughout our lives thank you that you gave up your life on the cross so that we might be forgiven for our sins 
and begin our journey through life with you beside us. Lord Jesus, may you now be for Harry and for Ruby on this their special day and for each one of us now and always my Good Shepherd. Amen.